Section 81 of The Mysteries of London, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Ferrard. The Mysteries of London, Volume 2, by George W. M. Reynolds. Section 81. The Prisoner in the Subterranean. It was on the same morning when Adeline came to London in the manner just described that Anthony Tidkins emerged from his dwelling, hastened up the dark alley, and entered the ground floor of the building. He was not, however, alone. Mr. Banks, who had been breakfasting with him, followed close behind. "'Light the darky, old fellow,' said the resurrection man, when they were both in the back room, while I raised the trap. We must bring matters to an end somehow or another this morning. I hope so, returned Banks. It isn't very probable that the poor old weasel will have pluck an owl to hold out much longer. Why, it must be near upon ten days that she's been here. I dare say it is, observed the resurrection man, coolly, but she'll never stir out till she gives us the information we want. It would be worth a pretty penny to us. The young girl was evidently dying to know about her parents. That night she met the old woman, and she can get money from her friends. She said so. Well, returned Banks, let us hope that the old woman has thought better on it by this time, and will make a clean bosom of it. It would be a great pity, and a very useless crime, if we was obliged to knock the sinful old weasel on the head after all. Her corpse would fetch nothing at the surgeon's. Don't be afraid, said Tulkins. It won't come to that. She was half inclined to tell everything last when I visited her as usual. But come along, and let's see how she is disposed this morning. The resurrection man descended the stone staircase, followed by Banks, who carried the light. In a few moments they entered the vault where their prisoner was confined. And that prisoner was the vile hag, of Golden Lane. A lamp burned feebly upon the table in the subterranean, and the old woman was already up and dressed when the two men made their appearance. She was sitting in a chair, dolefully rocking herself to and fro, and uttering low moans as she pondered upon her condition and the terms on which she might obtain her release. When the resurrection man and Banks entered the subterranean, she turned a hasty glance towards them and then continued to rock and moan as before the two men seated themselves on the side of the bed well said the resurrection man have you made up your mind old woman because me and my friend banks are pretty tired of this delay and if the solitary system won't do why we must try what good can be effected by starvation alack i have always thought myself bad enough said the old hag but you are a very devil. Ah, and you shall find this place hell, too, if you go on humbugging me much longer, returned the resurrection man savagely. You have only got yourself to thank for all this trouble that you're in. If you had behaved in a straightforward manner, all would have gone on right enough. My friend Banks here can tell you the same, but you tried to get the upper hand of me throughout the business. No, no murmured the hag, still rocking herself. But I say, yes, yes, answered the resurrection man. In the first place, you would tell me nothing about Catherine Wilmot's parentage. 
you kept it all close to yourself i suspected you i even told you so i declared that if i caught you out in any of your tricks i would hang you up to your own bedpost as readily as i would wring the neck of your old cat and i will keep my word yet if you refuse to give me the information i require what will become of me what will become of me moaned the old hag alack alack you'll very soon find out answered tidkins but i just want to prove to you that i am right in all i am doing with regard to you in the first place you would speak to catherine alone that didn't look well you said i might be a witness at a distance or when the money was paid but i knew that to be all humbug however i let you have your way at the beginning if it was only to see how the young girl would receive you well friend banks drives us to hounslow we set off to the farm we meet catherine and another young lady and this miss monroe throws cold water on the whole business still you won't speak before witnesses we go back to the inn at Hounslow. We concoct the note to Kate, and Frank Banks undertakes to deliver it, as it seemed he knew something of her. He managed to give it to her, and you, old woman, go off to meet her at seven. Now, did you think I was so precious green as not to take advantage of the opportunity? Not if I went after you. I crept around behind the fences near where you and Catherine met each other, and I heard every word that passed between you. Alack, alack, moaned the old woman. Yes, I heard everything, continued the resurrection man, enough to prove to me that the young girl would give half her fortune to learn the truth concerning her father and mother. I also understood pretty well that there is the name of Markham, in the case and i was struck by the manner in which you urged her to purchase your secret when she informed you that richard markham the markham whom i know and hate had been made a great lord all you said in respect to the conditions on which your secret was to be sold didn't astonish me at all it only confirmed me in the conviction that you had intended throughout to gammon me you meant to make use of me as a tool to find out Catherine's address, and then to reserve for your own particular plucking the pigeon whose hiding-place I had detected. The man who was with me this morning is a bad one, said you. He is avaricious, and desires to turn my knowledge of this secret to a good account. And so I did, you old harridan, and so I mean to do now. He is a desperate man, and I dare not offend him, you went on to say egad you've found out that you spoke pretty truly he wants money and money he must have true again and money i will have too the girl tells you she is rich and anxious to purchase the secret and when she asks you how much will satisfy me you coolly tell her a hundred pounds a hundred devils and then in your gambling snivelling way you demand of her the wherewith to make your few remaining days happy alas i am a poor old soul a poor old soul murmured the horrible crone shaking her head do with me what you will kill me at once and what the devil good would your carcass be to us exclaimed the resurrection man a workus coffin would be thrown away on it added mr banks 
so it would ned returned tidkins but i'll just finish what i have to say to the old woman and we'll then go to the point i was so disgusted and in such an infernal rage when i heard you going on in such a rascally manner selling me and taking care of yourself that i determined at one time to come down from behind the palings and force you to tell catherine wilmot on the spot all you knew about her parents and then trust to her generosity and as the night had turned dark i had moved away from the spot and was coming towards you along the path when you heard the rustling of my cloak at that instant another idea struck me i resolved to bring you here and get the secret out of you i therefore crept softly back behind the fence then you went on with a deal more nonsense all of which i heard as well as the rest i was now determined to punish you so i got back to the inn before you arranged it all with banks and we had you up to london and safely lodged here in this pleasant little place that very night now tell me the truth old woman don't you deserve it all lack a day crooned the harridan she does indeed deserve it tony said banks shaking his head with that solemnity which he had affected so long as at length to use it mechanically she's as gammoning an old weasel as ever stood a chance of making a ugly carcass to be burnt in the bone-house by my friend jones the grave-digger now by satan suddenly ejaculated the resurrection man starting up and laying his iron hand on the hag's shoulder so as to prevent her from rocking to and fro any longer if you don't give up this infernal croaking and moaning i'll invent some damnable torture to make you tractable speak old wretch he shouted in her ears as he shook her violently will you tell us the secret about catherine wilmot or will you not not now cried the hag another time i will not wait another hour ejaculated the resurrection man but by god i'll put you to some torture what shall we do to her banks screw her cussed carcass down in one of my coffins for an hour or so answered the undertaker no that won't do said the resurrection man i always punishes my children in that way observed banks and i find it a very solitary example i know what we'll do exclaimed tidkins they say that dick turpin used to put old women on the fire to make them tell where their money was suppose we serve this wretched hag out in the same way i'm quite agreeable returned banks with as much complacency as if a party of pleasure had been proposed to him i believe you've got a brazier yes up in the front room ground floor where all the resurrection tools are kept answered tidkins you go and fetch it bring plenty of coal and wood and the bellows and we'll precious soon make the old woman speak out the undertaker departed to execute this commission and tidkins again reasoned with the hag but all he could get out of her was a moaning exclamation and as soon as he withdrew his hand from her shoulder she began rocking backwards and forwards as before it suddenly struck the resurrection man that she was actually losing her senses through the rigours of confinement and he became alarmed not on her account but for the secret which he wished to extort from her 
As this idea flashed to his mind, he cast a rapid glance towards the old woman, and surprised her as she herself was scrutinizing his countenance with the most intense interest, while she was all the time pretending to be listlessly rocking herself. "'Another gag! By hell!' ejaculated Tidkins. "'What do you take me for? You think that I am such a miserable fool as to be deluded by your tricks. Not I, indeed.' ah you would affect madness idiotcy would you why if you really went mad through captivity in this place i would knock you on the head at once for fear that if you were let loose you might preach in your ravings about my designs concerning kate wilmot but if you tell me in your sober senses all i want to know i'll give you your freedom in twelve hours because i am very well aware that you would not when in possession of your reason, attract attention to your own ways of life by betraying mine. And if I tell you all I know, said the hag, seeing that her new design was detected, and that it was useless to persist in it, if I tell you all I know, why will you not allow me to go home at once? Because you came here in the night, and you shall go away in the night. Because you arrived blindfolded, and you shall depart blindfolded, replied the resurrection man sternly do you think that i would let an old treacherous hag like you discover the whereabouts of this house why you have no more idea at present whether you're in st giles or the mint clerkenwall or shortage bond street or rosemary lane and i don't intend you ever to be any wiser but here comes banks with the brazier the undertaker made his appearance, laden with the articles for which he had been sent. The resurrection man laid the wood and coals in the brazier, and applied a match. In a few moments there was a bright blaze, which he fanned by means of the bellows. "'It'll be a good fire in a minute or two, said Titkins, coolly. "'Almost as good as Jones makes in the bone-house, where he burns the blessed carcasses of venerable defuncts,' returned Mr. Banks. "'Don't blow any more, Mr. Tidkins. Save yourself the trouble,' said the hag, now really alarmed. "'I will make terms with you.' "'Terms, indeed,' growled the resurrection man. "'Well, what have you to say?' "'If I tell you everything, you can get what money you choose out of Catherine,' continued the old woman, "'and I shall not receive a penny.' "'Serve you right, for having tried to gammon me.' "'That will be very hard, very hard indeed.' added the hag, and after all, when you go to Catherine Wilmot, and reveal to her the secrets I communicate to you, she will ask for your proofs. Proofs, repeated the old woman, with a cunning leer, and you will have no proofs to give her. Then you shall write out the whole history, and sign it, said Tidkins, and my friend Banks will witness it. Yes, observed the undertaker, smoothing his limp cravat ends, Edward Banks, of Globe Lane, Globetown, furnisher of funerals on new and economic principles, good deal coffin, eight shillings, and— Hold your nonsense, Ned, cried Dickens. Then addressing himself again to the old woman, he said, Well, don't you think that scheme would answer the purpose? Very likely, very likely, exclaimed the hag, but proofs, written proofs, would not be bad companion to the statement that you wish me to draw up. "'And have you such written proofs? 
demanded tidkins eagerly i have i have was the reply where are they where you cannot discover them concealed at my own abode no one could find them even if they pulled the house down except myself and again the hag leered cunningly this only makes the matter more important mused the resurrection man now hesitating between his avarice and his desire to possess such important testimony well he continued after a pause to use your own words we will make terms i tell you what i'll do write out your history of the whole business in full in full mind and i will give you ten guineas down at night me and banks will take you home to your own place where you shall give me up this written proofs you talk of and i will give you another ten guineas now is that a bargain alack it must be it must be said the hag but why not let me go home to write out the history i am not quite such a fool returned tidkins and mind you do not attempt to deceive me with any inventions for i shall deuced soon be able to tell whether your history tallies with all i overheard you and catherine say together on the subject besides the written proofs must be forthcoming and they too must fully corroborate all you state fail in any one of these conditions and by satan i'll cut your throat from ear to ear do you agree i do answered the hag give me paper and pens tudkins departed to fetch writing materials food some strong liquor and oil for the old woman's lamp in five minutes he returned and placing those articles upon the table said when will your task be completed it will take me some hours returned the hag for i have much to write and she heaved a deep sigh this evening i will visit you again said the resurrection man he and banks then fastened the huge door upon the old woman and left the subterranean when they reached the street the undertaker departed in the direction of his own house and the resurrection man ascended to his apartment on the first floor End of section eighty one